Life is amazing, and then it's awful, and then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and the awful, it's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing, hold on through the awful, and relax and exhale during the ordinary. That's just living. Heartbreaking, soul-healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. Welcome to the Self-Care Sessions Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole. And my friend, I am on a mission to help you live a lifestyle you love. I believe that self-care is the key to living your best life. When you're taking great care of yourself first, it allows you to live the life you truly desire. Instead of getting overwhelmed and exhausted and losing yourself in the chaos, to-do list, and negative influences. Self-care encourages growth into the best version of yourself. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite soul-soothing beverage, and let's do this. So I realize it's not technically spring yet, but at least in Chicago, we've had some beautiful weather recently that makes it feel like spring is in the air. I love springtime. I was just telling my husband the other day while we were out for a walk that one of the only two things that I like about winter is the transition to spring. The other is Christmas. Otherwise, I could do without winter altogether, but the transition into spring just feels so refreshing. Springtime carries that symbolism of rebirth, and there really is just a feeling of renewal in your soul. So even though we still have a few weeks before it's technically spring, let's get a head start and chat about ways we can do some spring cleaning for our body, mind, and heart. I've always liked the concept of cleansing, of getting rid of junk and starting with a clean slate, you know? Clearing away the garbage, the clutter, the toxic influences, the things that keep us bogged down, and just starting fresh. It makes you feel invigorated and just gives your heart a sense of freedom. There are so many ways to approach a good spring cleaning for the body. I do want to make just a quick note that, especially if you have any health conditions, you should always check with your healthcare provider before making any changes that could impact your health. That said, after the holidays and winter months where we're basically hibernating, at least here in the Midwest, it's easy for our nutrition habits to get a little bit off track. So in this conversation about spring cleaning for the body, what might come to mind initially are cleanses or detoxes. Now, I love a good gentle detox, but I definitely think that's something that's best done under the guidance of a health professional. Working with someone who has the knowledge to guide you in a healthy process or approach for detoxification is really the best, safest way to do it. So today, what I'd love to share instead is spring cleaning for the body by just simply taking a clean, wholesome approach with your nutrition and getting rid of the junk. You can do this by focusing on whole, clean, and organic foods like quality protein, healthy fats, lots of vegetables, fruit, and raw nuts and seeds, while avoiding inflammatory foods like sugar and artificial sweeteners, refined grains, corn, soy, gluten, and dairy. Just cleaning up your nutrition for several weeks not only reduces the burden on your detoxification organs, but it can reduce inflammation and gives your system a break from the toxins, blood sugar and hormone swings that come with sugar and refined carbs, and insults to the gut and immune system from those inflammatory foods. So it just gives your body time to repair and renew in a gentle way. And after a good three weeks of clean eating, you're feeling more energized and refreshed. For a lot of people, that's reason enough to continue eating clean. 
So that's one thought for how you might approach a little pre-spring cleaning for the body. Another gentle approach for the body is to do things that support lymphatic movement. Your lymphatic system is a network of tissues, vessels, and organs that moves lymph fluid and has several functions, but one of them is to transport and remove waste products from your tissues. A great way to support your lymphatic system in this process is to do things that encourage lymphatic movement. That would include activities that move your body, like going for a walk, doing yoga, cycling, rebounding, which is just jumping on one of those mini trampolines, as well as other forms of exercise. Other ways to move your lymphatic fluid might be through lymphatic massage, dry skin brushing, deep belly breathing, taking an Epsom salt bath or doing a hot foot bath, and even just elevating your legs, like propping them up on some pillows or doing legs up the wall pose in yoga, allows for better movement of lymph fluid, which will assist the body in removing waste products from your cells and tissues. Your lymphatic system is also involved in fluid balance, so making sure to stay hydrated is a great way to support your lymph system in removing those toxins, since dehydration will decrease the fluid available to move through the lymph system. So yet another reason staying hydrated is so important. You can check out episode 7 for more hydration tips. Okay, now let's talk about two ways we can do a little spring cleaning for our minds. I think when most people hear the word spring cleaning, we think of cleaning out the closet, cleaning the windows, and decluttering our living and workspaces. Why do we do it? Because it makes us feel good. I mean, how good does it feel when you start the day with a clean home or workspace? But the thing about decluttering is it also improves mental focus and productivity. You know, it's true, right? When the clutter is gone and the living and workspaces are clean, there's less distraction and that makes it a lot easier to focus and get shit done. So if you want to be more focused and productive, declutter your living and workspaces. Speaking of distraction, the second mental spring cleaning tip involves a little digital self-care. I just saw a statistic that people check their phones 58 times a day on average, and in 2021, the average time spent on a mobile device in the U.S. was almost four hours per day. That's a lot. Now, of course, for some people, some of that might be work-related, but take an honest assessment and think about how you use your phone. Are you using it for actual phone calls, for emails, for work, or are you using it to scroll on social media or watch YouTube videos? If you want the hard data, you can look in your settings on your phone to actually see how much time you've spent on your phone that day and what apps or features that time was spent on. It can be really eye-opening to look at that data. So now that you know how much time you're on your phone and what apps you're spending the most time on, if you feel like you could benefit from a little digital self-care, there are several ways you can approach it. So play around with what feels like the best fit for you, but here are a few ideas. You can put your phone on do not disturb during blocks of time that you want or need to focus. You could set timers for the apps that you feel you use too much, like social media. You could have a rule where you don't keep your phone in your bedroom overnight, which is an especially good tip for those of you who wake up in the middle of the night and immediately reach for your phone to check social media or email. You could take a day or even two on the weekend where you just turn it off and do a complete digital detox and instead just get outside and enjoy nature or focus on being completely present for what the day brings. Those are just a few ideas to play with, but decluttering living work, and digital spaces can be great ways to do a little mental spring cleaning. Now, when it comes to spring cleaning for the heart and soul, 
It's definitely the deeper work and often the type of work that can be really helpful to go through with a counselor or therapist. But the concept that I'd love to explore in this conversation is letting go. When I think about spring cleaning for the soul, what comes to mind is letting go of what's weighing on your heart. What's bothering you? What's keeping you up at night? What's the thing that keeps looping through your mind during the day? It might be something that you've put on yourself, like judgment, self-doubt, too much pressure, guilt. Maybe it's a stressful situation that means a lot to you, like a meeting with your boss to talk about advancing your career or a presentation on a topic that's near and dear to you. Or maybe it's something you're feeling from someone else, like an argument, judgment, or disappointment. If you listen to episode six, you know I have a special place in my heart for inspirational quotes. And this quote I'm about to share is a beautiful message that relates to our spring cleaning conversation and letting go of what's weighing on your heart. Ivan Nuru says this, if it's out of your hands, it deserves freedom from your mind too. That's such great insight. We have a tendency to ruminate and worry about things. But if it's out of our hands, then let's free our minds and our hearts of it as well. And that doesn't mean forgetting or pretending like something didn't happen. It just means not allowing it to hold you back. Daphne Rose Kingma says, holding on is believing that there's only a past. Letting go is knowing that there's a future. So letting go is about allowing yourself to move forward, untethered, and free from the weight of what's worrying you. So I'm a huge fan of reflection, and I like to hold space for this type of work in my morning meditation sessions, but journaling is another fantastic way to engage in this letting go process. Gabby Bernstein calls it rage on the page. So whatever's weighing on you, get it out of your head and onto the page. A symbolic way to rid yourself or let go of that worry would be to crumple up that page and literally throw it away. Get it out of your head, off of your heart, onto the page, and free yourself of the weight of that worry. Just let it go. I know it's not always easy, and sometimes it requires a lot of courage. Bridget Nicole acknowledges that and says, one of the most courageous decisions you'll ever make is to finally let go of what's hurting your heart and soul. As I said earlier, spring cleaning for the heart and soul is definitely deep work. And when it's deep and you're struggling with something really painful, working with a therapist or counselor is such a great way to get support in this process of letting go. Don't struggle through it alone if you don't have to. But it's not always painful things, as I touched on earlier. Maybe what's weighing on your heart is a meeting or presentation about something that really means a lot to you. Chances are, if it means a lot to you, you've already put in the work to prepare yourself well for that meeting or presentation. If you haven't, then get your butt out there and prepare. If it means a lot to you, if it's on your heart and touches your soul, prepare yourself well for that meeting, presentation, discussion, or event. And once you've done that, then you release the worry about the outcome. I know, that's easier said than done. But here's the thing. Something I've learned in my short 40 years of life is that if the thing you want to happen doesn't happen, there's a reason. You either need to learn something first, or you end up discovering that it wasn't really what you wanted. Life has a funny way of directing us towards what is meant for us. So prepare yourself well, and then release expectation from your heart, and have a knowing in your soul that it's either going to go the way you want it to, or you're going to learn something amazing and be guided towards what's next on your path. Letting go of expectation can really free your heart and soul from the weight of worry and disappointment, which allows for an openness to possibility and the beautiful spontaneity of life. 
I literally just read this beautiful poem this morning by L.R. Nost. I'm not sure how to say that name, but it goes like this. Life is amazing. And then it's awful. And then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and the awful, it's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing, hold on through the awful, and relax and exhale during the ordinary. That's just living. Heartbreaking, soul-healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. Does that give you goosebumps? I mean, what a beautifully accurate portrayal of life, right? Heartbreaking, soul-healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. I just love that. I might have to put that on a canvas and hang it in my house so I can read it every day. So how did that all sit? Do you feel like you have a few ideas for how you could do a little spring cleaning for body, mind, and heart? As always, I'm super grateful you tuned in today, and I sure hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't rated or reviewed this podcast yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment and do that so I can reach more people that need a little self-care inspiration. Thank you so much, my friends, and I'll look forward to talking with you soon.